Hello, my name is Jarek Buchholz. I'm MLA candidate for Calgary Show, Alberta Independence Party. And today we have a Patrick Riley, a MLA candidate for Calgary Acadia. Hello, Mr. Patrick. How have you been doing today? Good, thanks. How are you? I am always good guy. <laughs> I am so excited about what is going on in Alberta at current time and what we will be covering today. Would you mind elaborating more about the topic of today? Yeah, today we want to talk about what's commonly referred to as equalization payments. Um, this is, um, you know, uh, it's a it's an interesting topic and it's a topic that's misunderstood by a lot of people in terms of how the money flows uh, between people, provinces and the federal government of Alberta. Okay, so what we're going to be doing is just straight to the numbers, straight to the information, uh, pure truth. And would you mind just give us the idea what would be happening, what can be done and how that be executed if Alberta Independence Party will be uh, you know, in, in the government? Yeah, sure. So a, a common counter argument to our Alberta independence movement is mm -hmm. you'll get people saying, oh, you don't understand how equalization payments work. Um, and it's kind of a straw man argument that's used and it's a bit disingenuous because they assume that we think that, you know, there's a there's that the Alberta government writes a check to the government of Ottawa, which which is not the case. That's not how equalization works. Um, yep. So, and you get that because some people who want to stop the equalization payments say, oh, let's just stop writing Quebec those checks. Um, well, that's not really possible. Um, so the way, that, uh, the way that equalization works is a little bit more complex than that. The money flows from the individuals, uh, individual Albertans to the federal government of, of uh, Ottawa. And that's done through a variety of mechanisms, the biggest of which is your personal income tax. So Albertans pay these taxes directly to Ottawa, and then Ottawa decides how they're gonna divide that money up amongst the provinces, and then they allocate part of that back. Um, so the, in, the, the amount that we're really interested in is what's the difference between what Albertans pay to Ottawa and what Ottawa provides in funding back to Albertans. That to us is the fundamental um, number of interest. And only part of that number is what's normally called as an equalization or part of this Canadian equalization program. So when we talk about equalization, we would like to include another term called centralization. Um, and that between the equalization payments and the, and I don't even call, it, call them payments, the equalization program and the centralization program, Alberta runs uh, a big deficit of, of uh, cash flow to the rest of Canada. So can we talk about the numbers? What kind of numbers we are talking about? Given sure. Time? So that, um, that, net, that, that outflow of cash from Albertans to Ottawa is um, as of the year 2017, which is the most recent year that we have data for. Uh, we'll get the 2018 data here in a couple months. But the number for 2017 was $50.3 billion uh, per year that Albertans paid uh, to tax um, tax to Ottawa. So just to a little bit of a breakdown of what, what is that 50.3 billion made up of? Um, the biggest chunk of that is taxes on income. Uh, that's $37.5 billion per year. And that 37.5 breaks down into income from uh, on personal tax, uh, income on corporate uh, taxes on corporations, 
and then taxes on non-residents. Um, so that's the biggest chunk, 37.5 billion dollars. Um, then there's the taxes that our employers pay to Ottawa uh, for social insurance programs. That's a relatively small number, 2.8 billion. Uh, then they, there's a bunch of taxes on production and imports. So this includes your GST, gasoline tax, uh, uh, import duties, and some other uh, minor stuff. That all adds up to another 8.4 billion. Uh, and then there's a few other small numbers on for sales of goods and things like this that add up to about another couple billion dollars. So the big number to remember in terms of what Albertans pay in tax to Ottawa is 50.3 billion dollars per year. Um, what's important also to note here is what's not included in this number. What's not included is things like your EI premiums that also go to the federal government but aren't really considered to be a tax. Uh, the other one would be your CPP payments, um, which again uh, flow to Ottawa, but those are technically allocated to you so, and, and you know theoretically you'll get them back someday, so uh, they're not really considered as a tax. So that 50.3 billion would actually be much larger if you start to include, include items like that. But it's important to note because when we talk about the money that comes back, we want to also, um, you know, compare apples to apples. So uh, it's important to note that we're not including it in the outgoing. So we're not going to include those numbers on the incoming back to Alberta um, also. Um, do those numbers make sense to you, Yark? Are you, uh, are you comfortable with those? Oh, definitely, definitely. It's uh, mind-blowing how much money is uh, sent to federal government without even getting anything back. So what will what Albertans are getting back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess another thing to think about is just before we move on to the getting back is, um, you know, when you look at these numbers, kind of to give it your own common sense test, what do these numbers really mean? Well, there's about four, 4 million Albertans. So that 37 million in half of which are taxpayers, because that 4 million includes, you know, people under 18 and everything like that. So about half of those are taxpayers. So the average taxpayer in Alberta is paying about $20,000 in federal tax. That's that, uh, you know, that 37 and a half million. The other number to think about is that $5.7 billion in GST. That works out to about, you know, $1,500 for every single person in the, in the province. So if you think about your own spending, you know, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a year in GST is is probably about what you're what you're spending. So, just you know, for your own common sense, um, you know, sniff test, think think about these numbers and say, okay, they make they make about sense to me. Um, and then the other backup here is that these numbers are all readily available on the StatsCan website. So, if you Google, um, there's a, a report called Revenue Expenditure and Budgetary Balance. Um, these numbers are all available on there. We're looking at a simplified view of it because the StatsCan guys like to make things a little more complicated than they need to be, but um, those numbers are all there. So yeah, moving on to your question of um, what what Ottawa contributes back to, uh, what Ottawa contributes back to Alberta. Um, this, one, this one is, uh, it's a little simpler. So on the Alberta budget uh, report, No surprise there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on the Alberta budget report, there's there's a line item for transfers from uh, transfers from the government of Ottawa, and that number is about seven point six billion dollars. Um, that's made up of a health transfer, a social transfer, and an infrastructure transfer. Um, so, as you can see, it's a relatively much smaller number than than what we we paid in. Um, 
So that you can get that one's available from the um, from the government of Alberta website. And then there's some other uh, small payments that get made uh, that people, you know, I think um, intuitively they think these numbers are bigger because they hear about, you know, grants and things like that that come from the federal government and they're worried about perhaps losing those if we're not part of Canada. But all those numbers are relatively very small compared to the bigger numbers that we've been talking about. So uh, our First Nations groups, they get about uh, 0.9 billion. Um, there's transfers to other level of government municipalities in terms of grants. This is, and these numbers are um, made up of lots of small amounts that are getting transferred out to lots of people, but there's 0.6 billion in transfers to other levels of government. Um, there's nonprofit institutions that get um, federal funding to do all the good work that they do. Um, that's about 0.5 billion or $500 million. And then there's these uh, things that the government calls capital transfers, which are um, a little bit challenging to understand, but again, it's only 0.6 billion. So it's not in the grand scheme of things, a very, a very big number. So all, all told, uh, there's $10.2 billion coming back to Alberta uh, from Ottawa. Um, one interesting aspect of this is that if you look at the StatsCan website, there they have a, uh, you know, as part of this um, budgetary balance report that they put out, um, they, they put the numbers out such that um, the, the net deficit only looks like it's about 22 billion, um, which is still, even if that's what the number was, would be, would be pretty bad. Um, but the interesting thing is, is that they include in the numbers that come back or in the in the dollars that come back they include things like um old age pension payments ei payments and a bunch of other things like this um that as you recall when we talked about what albertans what we included and in what albertans pay out we didn't include those things in in that in those figures so um i'm not sure what's behind that i'm sure that uh, StatsCan has some uh, accounting reason as to why they're they're accounting for things that way, uh, but in the end, it it paints a pretty misleading picture that there's only and I say only uh, is only a 22 billion dollar deficit uh, that Albertas are Albertans are paying into Confederation. Um, but if you take a common sense approach and say, okay, if we're not including CPP and AI payments going in, that we're not going to include it coming back out. Um, that net difference is actually uh, uh, $40 billion a year. Is it just normal you know, steps to mislead Canadians and to make the numbers looking much nicer than they should supposed to be? Is that, I believe this uh, is that situation. I'm not going to uh, get into you know claiming that there's some conspiracy there to try to make the numbers look different than okay. they really are. Um, you know, having run businesses, uh, sometimes accounting reports come out um, in ways that aren't exactly common sense or totally intuitive, but they're always a, for a good reason from an accounting perspective. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, claim that StatCan's out to get us or that, you know, there was somebody telling them to report the numbers in a certain way. Um, but I think that's just, it's, it's just a good lesson that you, um, whenever these numbers are put out, you can't necessarily uh, accept them at face value from a from a common sense perspective. You've got to kind of do your own digging and find out what those numbers really mean uh, behind the scenes. So the the, the most important message uh, before uh, wrapping up is those equalization payments will be stopped. We, Albertans will be not sending billions of dollars to uh, to Confederation. Is this the message? Yeah, yeah, and I guess, you know, when people say you don't understand how equalization works or it works for a good reason, 
I mean, the, the counter argument is the most important thing to think about is if Alberta was on its own as its own country, there would be net $40 billion that we would have to work with to manage our own finances. Um, so regardless of the mechanism of how the tax get paid, how it gets transferred back, all that complexity, ultimately none of that really matters. What matters is if we were our own country, we would have $40 billion more annually that we could spend on our own social programs and um, put towards uh, tax cuts that would uh, spur our economy. Um, so that's our Alberta independence plan is to, um, um, you know, allocate that a big chunk of that to um, our our tax reduction program, uh, and we would have the, lo the lowest tax structure in North America, which would make our economy strong again. Um, in addition, we'd have sustainable social programs, and we'd have a municipal transfer program that would also shore our municipal finances. So there's lots of good things that we can do with that forty billion dollars. And that's what we're going to be talking about in the future uh, discussions. Thank you, Mr. Patrick. Looking forward to have you on the board on another presentation. And thank you. Thanks for having me.